Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. It's time for Friday Follies, right here on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated G for general audience. This episode originally released 1919. This episode of Bells in the Battery will feature the second production, written and created by a listener just like you. See if you can figure out what part of this episode it is. And now, episode 210. It all started when I walked in to see Mr. Bell at the Battery. Yes, I have a new invention. That's wonderful, Arnie. Please tell me what it is. I have invented boogie shoes. You later. Did you say boogie shoes? You later? Indeed. Pray, tell me about this great invention. I certainly will. Everybody wants to be a great dancer. I know that has been a dream of mine, Arnie, but I have failed miserably. Well, this is where my boogie shoes... You later comes in. You simply put them on, and they do the dancing for you. Arnie, what a boon to mankind this would be. Oh, yeah. Please, show me how they work. Okie dokie. You just strap them on like this, and then I just say what dance I want to do, and the shoes take over. I can't wait to see this, Arnie. Uh, Mr. Bell, do you have any disco music on your phone you can play that I can dance to? I believe I do, Arnie. Then let's boogie. Hit it. Here's the bump. Wow. The funky chicken. Go, Arnie. Disco finger. Woo. The robot. Oh, man. The electric slide. Look at that. Whew, I gotta stop, Mr. Bell. I'm bushed. No wonder, Arnie. That's quite a workout with those boogie shoes. You later. You later. Incidentally, these shoes are also good for things other than dancing. For instance. Well, if I say amble, they amble. If I say walk, they walk. If I say trot, they trot. If I say run, they run. Wow. If I say sprint, they sprint. Jeepers. Et cetera, et cetera. What a versatile invention. This is it, Arnie. This is the one that's going to make you world famous. Oh, yeah. Well, I'd love to stick around, but I need to take care of some trivial, mundane stuff for my podcast. Okay. I'll see you later, Arnie, and congratulations again. Thank you, Mr. Bell. I think I'll just sit here and relax and admire my new invention. Hark! Someone's at the door. Come in! Hi there. Thank you very much for letting me in. Thank you very much. I like them shoes. I tell you, I like them shoes. How did you know about my shoes? Oh, 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 I just happened to be walking by and I heard you outside through that open window there. Okay, that makes sense. By the way, you sound and look familiar. Why is that? Well, I'm a performer there. I, I do Elvis. Elvis on stage. What I do, that's what I do. I see. And my act would benefit from a pair of them boogie shoes. You later. Oh, so you wish to purchase a pair? Oh, no, no. I don't want to buy any, no. Oh, well, too bad. I'm going to steal them. 
What? Stick him up. Here's a robbery. Oh, my goodness, he's got a gun. Give me them shoes. I'm going to put them on my feet, and I'm going to become the dancing Elvis, y'all. I have no choice but to do as you say. Here are the shoes. Put them on. I'll do what you want, but I'm putting on my buggy shoes. You later. I'll get them on now. How do I make them work? You simply say what you want them to do, and they'll do it. Oh, 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 all right, let's try that out. Oh, mm, the hustle. The hustle. Uh, disco finger. Uh, robot. How come they're not doing anything there? Because these particular shoes only recognize my voice. I see there. I shall demonstrate. Yeah, I'll do that there. Charleston! Oh, oh, look at that. Look at that. My feet are doing the Charleston. Oh, look at there. Do another. Do another. The minuet. Oh, look at me. I'm glad on my feet. Ho, 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 ho. Do another. Do another. All right. 26 mile marathon. Wait, what? What? Oh, hey, look out! Hey, hey, no, no, I don't, I don't want to run no 26. Whoa! Oh, hey, make it stop! Make it stop! And that's the story of how I outsmarted him. Do you like that? That's not the story I wanted. Well, what story did you want? I wanted the shoemaker and the elves. Oh, elves! I could have sworn you said... How about a nursery rhyme? Okay, okay, okay. What nursery rhyme do you want to hear? Ew, Humpty Dumpty. That's my favorite. Okay, okay, okay. <clears throat> Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. <laughs> all the king's horses and all the king's men couldn't put Humpty together again. Why'd they get horses? That's really dumb. None of them have an opposable thumb. Do you ever do anything normal? The definition of normal around here sets a pretty low bar. Bells in the Baffery will be right back after this. Welcome to the Moment of Silence podcast. The podcast that gives you a moment of silence with minimal interruptions. Thus starts our moment of silence. This now concludes our moment of silence. Thank you for listening to the Moment of Silence podcast. We're determined to give you that moment of silence that you need each day. Please visit us at the Moment of Silent Podcast. Thank you. Hi, Mr. Bell. What's going on? Well, well, well. If it isn't Sheriff Motworth. Uh, Actually, it is me, Mr. Bell. No, that's just an expression. Never mind. Uh, You going to introduce me to your friend? Oh, that's not a friend there. That's a vile criminal I had to arrest. His name is Killer McGee. Pleased to meet you. Charmed, I'm sure. Brad, why is he in the bad free? Oh, I had to stop here and pick up something I forgot. You forgot? Yeah, my handcuffs. Your handcuffs? Uh, 
Are you telling me that Killer McGee here is not handcuffed? Well, not yet. I haven't found him. Let's see. Did I put him over here on the desk? Uh, Brad, what is Mr. McGee being arrested for? You know, I'm standing right here and can hear what you're saying. Uh, uh, no offense, Mr. McGee. Call me Killer. I'd really rather not. I was picked up for assault. Assault, you say? <laughs> well, how about that, Brad? Have you found the handcuffs yet? Well, let me check behind the cushions of the couch here. Hmm. Does you want me to help? No, that's okay. You just stand right there. <laughs> yeah, just... Just stand right there. Brad, why do you have a guy who's wanted for assault standing in the battery here without any handcuffs on? What could he possibly do, Mr. Bell? Well, he's pretty big. He could beat us up. That is true. I could do that. Easily. Well, it wouldn't make much difference, would it? Oh, wait, wait. Don't need to call me here. What, what do you mean, no difference? Oh, come on, Mr. Bell. You know that when somebody gets beat up, all they wind up with is a little blood on the corner of their mouth. A little blood on the corner of their mouth? Come on, Mr. Bell. TV, movies, every time the hero gets in a fight or a crash or something terrible, he just winds up with a little blood on the corner of his mouth. It is true. I have seen this on TV. Are you sure about this, Brad? Think about it, Mr. Bell. When a detective, like Mannix, gets in a fight in an alley in the dark of night, you know he's gonna be all right. There's just a little blood on the corner of his mouth. You can't base reality on when Captain Kirk on the Enterprise fights an alien twice his size. His shirt will rip. And no surprise, he's got blood at the corner of his mouth. Brad, I think you're confusing. When our hero runs into the mine alone, and he's buried in falling rock and stone, you'd think he had broken every bone. No. He has blood on the corner of his mouth. Well, I understand what you're saying, When but... a spy is captured and tied to a chair and is tortured by the villain there, he'll escape without mussing his hair, but with blood on the corner of his mouth. Oh, boy. When Tarzan is attacked by a ferocious lion, he pulls his knife and fur is flying. You know Tarzan's hurt, but there's no denying... The blood, the blood on, on the... the corner of his mouth. You understand, Brad, but... And it's a wonderful life, as you recall. George Bailey had not been born at all. How'd he know he was back at Bedford Falls? The blood on the corner of his mouth. Well, actually, I was thinking of Zuzu's pedals, but yeah, that works too. Have you found your handcuffs yet? I got places to be here. I don't know where those handcuffs are. Let's uh, do something else. Mr. Bell, you got any super glue? Brad, you can't glue his hands together. All right, all right. Uh, really strong rubber bands? I don't think that'd work either. How about duct tape? Duct tape might actually work. Excellent. Um, uh, where do you keep your duct tape? It's in that box over there that says duct. All right, let me open it up here. Ah, uh, Mr. Bell. The box that says duct, not duck. Oh, okay, yeah, honest mistake. Oh, here it is. Brad, you let my ducks out. Yeah, you emptied this box of quackers. <laughs> Brad, you need to round up my ducks. I'm a little busy right now, Mr. Bell. I'm duct taping uh, killer's wrists here. I can catch your ducks for you. Really? Yeah, I can get all your ducks in a row. Just uh, take that tape off my wrists. Alrighty, there you go. Go get the ducks! Alright, ducky, ducky, ducky. Come here, ducky. Uh, this way, this way. Alright, everybody together. Alright, out the door. Here we go. Wow, he was really good at herding ducks. Uh, Brad. Now, uh, what did I do with my duct tape here? Brad! Oh, here it is. Okay, and hold out your wrist, killer. Killer? Killer went out the door with the ducks, didn't he, Mr. Bell? He did at that, Brad. What do you think the chances are that once he gets them all gathered together, he'll... No, uh, no. Okay, yeah. No oh, chance at all there, Brad.
Well, I guess we'll have to put out a PBS on him. APB. Yeah, PB and J. Okay. And I guess I better return the salt shaker to the restaurant. Salt shaker? Yeah, he tried to steal it. That's what I brought him in for. I thought he was being booked on... He wanted to pick up a pepper as well, but I caught him right as he picked up a salt. A salt. I mean, a little bit of salt is condimentary. Complimentary. Yeah, complimentary condiments. Okay. He was dealing in complimentary condiment contraband. Please stop. For a time there, he was passing counterfeit complimentary condiment contraband. Are you done? Actually, I've got one more, Mr. Bell. Hold that thought for just a second. I need to give the credits for the podcast feature for this episode. All right. Uh, they, they gave me a credit sheet here. So, uh... <clears throat> Your host for the Moment of Silence podcast was Scott from Texas. It was produced by somebody else. I think I know him. Thanks for listening and stay tuned next time for our four and a half hour long road trip edition. Oh, wowee, that sounds like fun. Uh, no, I won't be playing that one. You've been listening to Bells in the Bat Free, episode 210, copyright 2019. Just wanted to mention a copious cacophony of curious counterfeit complimentary condiment contraband conspicuously confiscated and contained by a continental consortium consisting of constituents of the Congress of Constantinople. John Bell Creative, LLC. Hi, my name is Tracy Babian, co-author of the Carlson Chronicles podcast. My husband, J.A. Babian, the main author, had a triple stroke in the latter part of August of this year. Jerry was lifelighted to Tulsa, Oklahoma, with a brain bleed that the doctors thought they were going to have to do surgery on him, which surely would have killed him. Thank the Lord they didn't. He survived that brain bleed and swelling, but he is in need of so much for his recovery. I have started a GoFundMe to help with all the costs that I just don't have. I retired back in April of this year so that I could take care of Jerry, as he was starting to show signs then that I just didn't catch. Little did I know this would be a blessing in disguise. He is fighting this setback of memory loss and 75% use of his right leg, arm, along with his cognitive speech. Considering the doctor said he would not make it, I consider him to be a miracle. Medicare has only granted 12 visits of physical and speech therapy twice a week. He needs at least six months worth of speech therapy alone. That is a total of $4,000 we need to pay up front that I just don't have. So far, we have had $775 in donations of the $10,000 we need come in. Please donate today so that he can get his needed medication, therapy, and also help pay bills that Medicare just will not cover, even if it's only $5. I update this account so folks can see his progress. You can go to my Facebook account, Tracy Babian VO, to find the pinned link with the title Jerry Babian Stroke Victim Needs. Jerry says, thank you. I still have a lot to write on my stories that I want to get done. Please help me to achieve that goal. Thank you in advance for your donation. Tracy Babian.